comes a gym, here comes a gym, here comes a gym from MM. Mickey about to drop a gym, 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 here comes a gym, here comes a gym, here comes a gym from MM. Mickey about to drop a gym, Mickey about to drop a gym, Mickey about to drop a gym. Okay, now listen up. What's up, guys? It's Mickey, and welcome back to another episode of Blank Canvas. So last week, we ended with part one and me talking about the wilderness season. And as I was speaking, the Holy Spirit was just like downloading so many things and giving me so many different revelations that when I looked at the time clock, I was like, this is going to be really, really long if I don't break it up. And I decided to break it up into two parts. So welcome back. How is my BK fam feeling? I hope you guys are doing amazing, doing swell. Let's jump back into the second part of me talking about my wilderness season. All right, are we ready? Here we go. I was talking about different lessons that God was showing me. And I remember last week we kind of talked about, which if you didn't listen to last week's episode, I highly encourage you guys to go back and listen to that episode because I talked about some good, good stuff, okay? I will say another lesson that God God showed me was, or something else that my wilderness season taught me was that he had to awaken certain things in me again. And what I will say that he awakened was that and I maybe this kind of goes with like my softness because I I talked about in part one how I have become super hard and just like realized there was no real soft landing spot for me to be like really, really feminine. And does that mean like I don't still have like my core personality traits? Absolutely not. Um, they exist, but it taught me that even a woman like me can be submissive to and soft to anybody who is safe enough to be submissive and soft too like so I feel like people will look at women or people and they're just like because I think I feel like this can apply for men too right like they'd be like men never open up me and I mean sometimes they don't can we also acknowledge that they're not properly taught how to right they're told to shut up I'll give you something to cry about um, which most females are told that too, but shut up. I'll give you something to cry about. Or where do you, sometimes I've heard so many times in other people's families where there'll be parents to be dismissive of, what do you really have to be depressed for? I'm the one that's got to pay the bills. You don't pay bills. You don't do this. You don't do that. Like, what are you really going through? Do you want to talk about what I'm going through? Like being very dismissive. And I think for men, they're taught from a young age, whether directly or indirectly, how to carry the weight of the world. And sometimes they're taught, but not taught how to properly handle it or properly steward it. And also sometimes I think it's just unfair, right? Like men should be allowed to have a soft landing spot too, if it's safe enough to do so. Like, I feel like all human beings are dying for a community to feel seen, heard, and understood, which is part of the reason we have blank canvas. So you come here, you don't feel judged. So you come here and I I don't know it all. I say that all the time. Like, guys, I don't know it all. I may say something in an episode and may have to come back and be like, you know, I have a different perspective on that now. Like that's where I was in that lifetime. Don't hold me hostage to it. Allow me to grow. Allow me to change. And I want to offer that to other people who listen to me. And when we start doing video to other people who see me, listen to me, whatever, meet me in person when we start doing live events, like 
I want to allow you guys that opportunity to grow and change as well, not hold you hostage to the old ways. Like really be like, okay, this is where I was and this is why I thought that way, but here we are now, right? And I've grown and I've changed or maybe I'm still standing 10 toes down on it. You know, like I, I want that to be a safe enough space for all of us. And I ask you guys that if I change my mind on something, allow me to be human right? If you don't mind. But if you don't allow me, it's okay. Because you know who's most important that allows me to be human? God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so back to me being soft, I had to learn that I was just, I was too hard. Like I was too, I'll get this myself. I do it myself. I don't need your help for anything, blah, 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 blah. And I didn't realize how much I needed a, a non-judging, soft landing spot to be able to say, because I was so used to kind of being the support system for everybody else and and myself. And it's not to say that other people wouldn't necessarily try to support me, but my wilderness season also taught me that God is strategic about the kind of support that you need. And it may not come from the person that you think it's going to come from or the people that you think it's going to come from. But you have to be open and willing to allow him to align the right people that you need. Because even if it's a loved one or a close friend, like maybe they can't understand the season that you're going through. And it shouldn't be taken personal, right? Like God will align you with who you need in that time to be like, I see this on a whole nother level. I see you on a whole nother level where your family may not get it, where different friends may not get it you know, or maybe I'm going through this, but maybe I can open your eyes in a different way where other people who aren't going through it can't get it. And it's okay. It shouldn't feel like a personal attack. It shouldn't feel like you won't allow me to be there kind of thing. And I feel like as I talked about in part one, go back and listen, I talked about how I didn't necessarily, like the enemy was tricking me into loving my isolation and stuff so much that it would, you know, kind of deter me away from community, blah, blah, blah. But then there are also certain things I feel like you have to really pay attention to who God is aligning you with in the season to fully understand or to fully pour out love in you a certain way that helps you not want to die or that helps you not just simply break, you know, because life is coming at all of us. Like, I don't want to sit here and act like life is just coming at me because I know for a fact it's not. I can I can ask every single human being, every single person I encounter, I can ask everybody who listens to me, what are you going through? And I promise you they are going through something in some kind of form. Now, whether we think, oh, it's not that big of a deal to me or I can handle this, that's good for you. But maybe that person is struggling or that's good for you. But maybe they haven't been taught. Or maybe this impacts them differently because of the life that they have lived. Like, I think respectfully, we should not try to minimize each other's pain. Like, it's not a competition. I don't know why with human beings, we try to make this pain thing a competition or this suffering like a competition. Like, I suffer, so you suffer. Or you're that's all you have to deal with? Do you know what I have to deal with? Like, relax, babe. I'm sorry you're suffering at all. Like, let's start there. I don't want any of us to suffer because I feel like people who are loved properly and who are happy, like the world is just better. And it's like, duh. Like, if, if people aren't angry, if people aren't miserable, if people aren't upset, they aren't trying to project that onto you. Like, you know, they say people project, 
majority of the time, right? Imagine if we was projecting happiness on each other, peace, positivity. How much better would this world be? A lot, right? So my wilderness season taught me that I needed to be softer. It all is all. It also awakened a different thing in me that I felt like the enemy was trying to completely kill. I mentioned before that the thing that I was really most looking forward to was not necessarily marriage or kids, but was to live by myself, be independent in all areas, financially, spiritually, emotionally, and just kind of like really have time to 100%, 100% be by myself. And so when I didn't get that in the season that I thought that I would, I had to grieve that, right? Also, in my wilderness season, it started turning into okay, I don't want this at all. Like I didn't I, I didn't get my space when I wanted it. So now I'm going to take the reins back, okay? I'm taking control like I have it. And I am, I don't want to be married at all anymore. I don't want children at all anymore. Like, I, ew, what? Like, why would I want these things? I know what it comes with. I know what it entails. You, you think I'm going to serve a man? Serve a man for what? You think I'm... For him to be unappreciative, for him to, you know, still mistreat me or something. You think I'm going to do that? Like, it turned into such a, it used to just be like, okay, it may not be the thing that I'm most looking forward to, but it was still an open possibility. I feel like the enemy was trying to shut it down completely. Children was always a debate, but marriage, again, I was still kind of open to children a little bit, but it was always a debate. And as I kind of go throughout life, it became more and more of a debate. And if you listen, you'll understand why. However, marriage was kind of like, okay, I'll get to it. It was never off the table. I knew it would always be a thing. And then in my wilderness season, these past few years, I've been kind of like, but marriage, like, what does it really give you? What does it really bring? I, I started to lose sight of the beauty of it, not just from different examples that I had seen in my own life, but just even listening to how people around me talked about marriage or just even relationships. Like people in my generation just don't honor and value marriage the way like I feel like it used to be back in the day. And I could be wrong because a lot of those couples were forced to stay together. It was kind of frowned upon to leave your spouse or it was just like, where else are you going to go kind of thing. And I think so now my generation has to balance the access and the freedom to have any and everybody, whether it's on your phone, like at a, I can go talk to somebody in Miami today and start a long distance relationship. Should I really be with them? Probably not. But do I have access to them? Yeah. Like I feel like my generation almost has too much access. We're like kids in a candy shop. Like I want this. I want the sprinkles. I want a little bit of the chocolate chip. I want some of this, some of that. Like you know what I'm saying? We don't steward it properly. Like we have too much access right now. And I feel like that's something that harms my generation for the simple fact of with all that access, we don't value having one partner. We don't value nurturing one thing. We feel like I'm gonna taste it all and then I'm gonna settle down. Well, you really think your taste buds are gonna like care to wanna settle down? Why would I why would I settle down when I don't have to. I've already trained myself to know I don't have to. I have access to this. I have access to that. I want the chocolate cake. I want the red velvet cake. Um, no whipped cream on that one, but can you add sprinkles on top of that ice cream? Can I have the cinnamon toast crunch? Like maybe let's 
squish them up and put them as my topping. You know what I'm saying? Like I have access to it all. Why would I suddenly, what would be appealing to suddenly settle down with one person and be with one person when I've had access to everything at my fingertips? And when I know that I can just dispose of them if I want to, like, I feel like my generation, we have the, we have such, that access is going to come back to bite us in the butt. And it's already bodies in the butt when it comes to dating or when it comes to hearing how people view marriage and relationships. It's like, no, I don't want that because I don't want to be controlled. I don't want to be controlled. Or no, I don't want that. Or you know what? You're getting on my nerves. I can just, I can just get rid of you. There's 10 of you in my DMs. I don't need you. Like we don't know how to stick it out. And I feel like we saw the other generation stick it out when they needed to get out. They were like, I ain't even getting in. <laughs> I feel like so many people in my generation are like, I ain't even getting in. Y'all should have been got out. You didn't get out. And so, you know what? I'm not even getting in. I'm not even getting in. Bump that, right? And I mean, it's understandable, but we have to find the balance. And so I feel like with me, I listen to the way my generation talked about relationships. I listened to the way other people around me talked about relationships. I listened to the examples and saw the examples that I saw. and was like, oh, hell no. No, like what, what's the beauty? And I lost sight of what the beauty in marriage was. I lost sight and what the beauty of a God union was. I lost sight and what the beauty of it could really build because I started it's ingrained in our music. It's ingrained in the way we talk to each other. Even if you're just talking to your friends in your inner circle or maybe not in your inner circle, maybe it's like just the people around you. Everybody, male and female, got trust issues. Everybody's being done dirty some way. We're all like at a halt of like, oh, hell to the all. I'm not jumping into this. Do you know what's out there? I'm not jumping into this. I know what you did to so-and-so. Like, we're all afraid. And it's like, so many things to basically be like, nah, this ain't where it's at. And so I feel like the enemy was also trying to be like, you don't want marriage. You don't want kids. And I'm glad that God awakened that desire in me to be like, wake up and have that desire again. Have that desire to be married. He's still working on me with the kids. I'm, 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 I'm thawing out, you know, like Mariah Carey during this time. I'm thawing out a little bit. But he was also like, oh, don't lose that desire to have a marriage. Don't be afraid. I'm going to bless you with a godly marriage. Don't speak nothing else. I'm going to bless you with a godly marriage. And a godly marriage doesn't mean a perfect marriage. A godly marriage doesn't mean an easy marriage. Marriage is hard regardless. You are with one person. You're learning each other. You're riding the ways of life with each other. Then y'all going to add raising kids in there if you decide to have kids. Like what? Like all that sounds bananas to me. And at the same time, it can still be so beautiful. I also never used to like have this idea of rushing when it came to like titles or whatever. And then it's like, everything was like, well, if you don't have a title, it's a situationship or nothing can just be a friendship anymore. It's got to develop into something more than a friendship or um, you can't just get to know a person anymore and just kind of see where things go because it's like, mm, it's like this this and this like the amount of explanations that people feel like they can have over your life or over your situation with somebody else and different things is crazy I've had so many people try to tell me about a multitude of situations in my life that this is what it is or that Mickey I've listened to an episode and I know you're talking about them okay you're loud and wrong 
you were loud and wrong, but it's like, I got to let you have it because otherwise I will always be trying to defend myself. Like even from, I realize it's not just outside voices. It's like even people that know you or think they know those aspects of you. And then like, I'm like, you're, you're, you're loud and wrong. Like I didn't have people write me whole paragraphs and text messages like this is what it is with so-and-so loud and wrong. You have no idea, (laughs) but thank you for telling me, but you have no idea. And so I feel like God was just like, shut off all the voices. You need to protect your ear gates and your eye gates. Cause if you keep listening to certain things, you keep seeing certain things, it's going to kill your desire as well. What are you listening to BK fam? Who are you around? And maybe you have enough self-control to listen to certain artists and be like, okay, maybe I don't need to be this way or be like them, but everybody don't have that self-control or you think you have that self-control and it's slowly like ingraining your subconscious and you have no idea. And that goes for me about music I listen to, shows I watch and different things. You'll start picking up different things and you'll be like, I think it's my thoughts. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's my belief. And you'll be like, that's no actually no I never thought that I never felt that until I watched this or different thing you know what I mean so we have to be careful we have to be careful I think another thing this wilderness season taught me is just give it time gotta make it all work out the way it's supposed to just give it time and trust him and that's so much easier said than done because like I say, I'm a control freak and you want me to trust you when I feel lost. You want me to trust you when I feel like I don't, it's changing and I don't feel as secure. You want me to trust you with that? Okay, cool. Easier said than done. I think I had to ask God, well, show me how to trust you. Show me how to hear your voice. I know that I need to spend more time with you in order to know that it is you and not have to question it. But I had to literally pray to God, show me how to trust you. Show me how to walk with you. Like you tell me to do it, but show me how, because I don't know. And I can Google everything and I can I can read the Bible and I can look at how other people in the Bible did it, but show me how does my walk with you look? Because it's my own personal individualized journey and how it looks for one person it may not look that way for me so show me how to trust you show me how to walk with you show me how to hear you and I think God was definitely working on you'll know my voice you'll know my movements you'll know when it's me but in order for that you need to be able to spend time with me and I mean deeply intimate time He also was showing me about balance. When life is starting to get crazy, you can't lessen your time with me. If anything, you need to spend more time with me in order to keep exhibiting the fruits of the spirit, in order to be able to make the right decisions. Because sometimes I'm going to have you making very important decisions back to back to back to back to back. You don't have time to make the wrong one. You don't have time to be sitting here and like, God, was that you? Like, I may need you to make the decision right now. You need to know it was me and you need to know go or you need to know that's not me. You need to know stop or maybe it is me and I'm telling you this is me telling you no nah, hold up not and God may not have time to convince us to say yes or to convince us to be obedient. I need to know it's him off rip to be able to be like that's it do it and not question it and just watch his hands you know just work all and through my life.
you know, like, and that's what I feel like the wilderness season teaches you. It, it trains you, it gets you ready for the next part. And every time you come out of the wilderness and you go to a high point, there's always something else to learn. And there's always a slope to go back down at the bottom of the mountain. And sometimes you may go into another wilderness season. Each wilderness season teaches you different things, but I don't think it's bad. And sometimes it just trains you for your next level. As PD say, new levels, new devils, and you got to be ready. I don't want to go there and not have the proper training. You can't win the game if you don't practice. I can't pass the test if I don't study unless I just know it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and did I memorize it or do I really know it? Like, can I really apply this after I've re- memorized to regurgitate on the test, right? I can't exhibit my fruits of the spirit if I don't, I'm not put in different situations where I have to have patience, where I have to have love, where I have to live it out over and over and over again, right? So my wilderness season has taught me a lot and I don't know, maybe I'll have a part three because I feel like there's still so much more that I can break down and go into, but I'll end this one right here. So I love you guys. I hope you guys pick up something from this. I hope you guys enjoy part two. I'll see if it turns into a part three. I guess we'll see. And I can't wait to see what we talk about next time. All right, guys. Bye.